I really do feel like this is a recording studio. It kind of, it I mean, kind of is right now. I mean, the, the just the vibe with all the stuff hanging on the walls and. Uh, it's, it's just a cool vibe in here right now. Just just a spot for the boys. Yeah, it's the Lumpy Man Cave. We got the Cubs, the Bears, the Boilermakers. A little uh, shout out to the Lemke no hitter back in the high school days. And literally, there is like two pieces of artwork on this wall that doesn't give me like some sort of like anxiety. And- <laughs> Anyways, we are back and better than ever coming at you, uh, LR Weekly, uh, with your recap of week four, look ahead to week five, uh, got a really special guest uh, coming your way this week uh, for our weekly picks, um, but hey, I think first, like, let's just hop straight in, I get down and dirty with the, uh, with the football uh, from week four. Jumping straight in. First of all, how, how you doing? I'm I'm great. It was a it was a good week of football. Good weekend of football. Um, I'm just I I'm actually excited for this next week of football too. There's no reason for you to be. Oh, I'm going to be. But um, yeah, I'm I'm great. Um, before we talk about the pro football, I do want to talk about college football. Um, I have been alive for thirty trips around the sun. Saturday, something happened for only the second time in my life. And something happened for the first time in my life. The University of Kentucky beat the University of Florida. Second time ever in my life mm-hmm. that that has happened. We, we are now 2-28 and 28 in my lifetime. And for the first time in my lifetime, and the first time since 1986, we beat them at home. And what a scene that was. It's a party. It's a party. Kentucky beat Florida. Why not Kentucky? Mark Stoops, we're just getting started, bro. Now we'll move on to pro football. Yeah. Sorry, I, I have No, to, I agree. Like, I, when something... Like, you know, I was at a wedding when this happened. And, and massive shout-out to Alyssa and Steven. They threw a great party. Uh, their parents... It was an amazing venue up in Michigan City. Had a great time celebrating those two. Um, But, I I mean, so here's the funny part. So there was no cell service where I was at. So, buddy Dean, shout out to Dean, uh, big fan of the podcast. He's like Snapchatting me. He's Snapchat messaging me, like these cryptic messages. And I have no clue what's going on in the game because I can't. Like, I can't get, like, internet. I can't get, like, your normal right. messages that came through. Yeah. I could not get anything else. Oh, that had to be driving It, it was so infuriating because he's like, Big Blue, oh, no, let's go. I can't believe it. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. So he texts me. He's like, dude, Kentucky's up. They were up seven with four minutes left. Florida has the ball. And I'm like, I know how this story ends. And then he's like, there's like 30-something seconds left. I run outside, find out that there's a guest Wi-Fi for the venue, and I FaceTime him, and he just holds his phone up so I can see the TV for the last two plays. Um, so big shout-out to Dean, the MVP. Um, 
because Katie was like, you're not going to be that guy who sits inside of a wedding and sits on his phone um, and watches football. I don't know if you remember this, but I was that guy at your at, wedding at for, my the, we- yeah. for the Notre no, Dame no, Stanford game. It wasn't game. just you. It was also you, my cousin, who was my groomsman, my other cousin, who was an usher at my wedding, and my uncle. All of you were gathered around one little phone screen watching Notre Dame lose, lose to, to Stanford. Stanford. Yep. Yes, you and, were. And a whole home, another Notre Dame big loss at home against a top 25 team. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. College uh, football going to college football. Back yep, to Cincinnati. Anyways, uh, speaking of college football, where Urban Meyer should have stayed. So it's just where he should have stayed. I mean, so you lose to the Bengals, and, and that's bad enough. Burrow did look like he is an NFL quarterback, 348, two tutties, fine. But I think the bigger storyline here comes away from the football. Yeah. I mean, Urban, then he goes to, you, you know, the bar and he's... First of all, you don't fly back with your team after a close, heartbreaking loss. And Jacksonville is a young team. Like, they need their coach. They need that leader, which Urban is clearly not being right now. No. And it's just, I mean, if you are in that front office right now, how do you have any confidence in your head coach? Yeah, I think a loss this week... Um you're going to have an interim coach in Jacksonville. I think this was an experiment that we had said from the get-go is either going to be really good or really bad. I think so far... It's bad. This can qualify as really, really bad. Timmy Tebow didn't make the squad to keep Urban a little calm. and um, I just... Yeah, I think it's just bad in Jacksonville right now. And I think to... Save Trevor Lawrence and they this football team. Coach. They have to. How can you? If a player was out doing that, they're cut. They're gone. But a head coach doesn't, or at oh, least suspended. Yeah, and a head coach. Oh well, we're gonna, you know, really keep an eye on him, make sure that he's get out of here with that. I I think it's just bad in Jacksonville right now. Um, I think they are playing a game that they could win this week. I think Tennessee's coming off a really bad loss, um, but they're gonna have to. It, it's gonna have to be the team that wins the game, and they have to say, "Forget the head coach. We're playing for each other now." Um, but things are not good in Jacksonville. The football team and the Eagles. I Matt Ryan looked a little bit like Matt Ryan again. You mean the 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 Falcons? The Falcons. Why did I write the Eagles on my notes? Uh, I mean, it's a bird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My bad. The Falcons. Um, We're allowed to make mistakes. We're we're allowed. Yeah. Everybody makes mistakes. (laughs) Everybody has those days. Uh, Matt Ryan looked like Matt Ryan. Two eighty-three and four touchdowns. I think that this is fantastic. This is fantastic. Oh my goodness! You've got to be kidding me. Anthony Rizzo just hit a home run. Wow. This is this is hard for the, a Cub the, fan this to is watch. So hard for a Cub fan to watch. Anyways, uh Taylor Heineke. Um, dare we say he might be a viable replacement for Fitzmagic? I think he's playing really good football right now. Um I was very impressed. Uh twenty three for thirty three, two ninety three touchdowns. 
Um, you got Gibson. You got Scary Terry. He's got weapons at his disposal. If he just does the makes the little little throws and checks checks it down to Antonio Gibson, those bombs to Scary Terry are gonna be there. I love that nickname, Scary Terry. Shout it's out. fantastic. Joe Lowther is called. He always. I feel like he loves Terry McLaurin and he loves having him on his fantasy team. Um, but. Uh, yeah, the football team really found a way to win. Give it out for Heineke. Played a good football game. Ryan again. I just I just think it's time for a change in Atlanta. I just think Matt, I mean, I get that, but like what more do you want the guy to do? Yeah, I they struggle on the defensive side of the ball. There's no doubt about it. I mean, when Taylor Heineke is out there throwing for 300 yards and three touchdowns against you, I mean, what, what more do you want Matt Ryan to do? 283 yards, four touchdowns. Yeah. What more does he have to do? Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't know. But like you said, Terry McLaurin, 123 yards and two touchdowns gives Washington that true outside threat that they've been missing. But then you also turn and look, they had 122 yards on the ground. I think this is one of the best Washington performances that we've seen in several years. Now, I'm not ready to say that they're going to challenge Dallas. No. But if this continues, yeah. I'm also not ready to say that Dallas is going to run away with this division. Yeah, and I, I think their defense it obviously did not play its best football this weekend. But I think their defense is good enough to win them football games. And if Taylor Heineke just doesn't lose them football games, I think they're going to be okay. I just think Atlanta is... They're just, they're just in a, a position right now where they haven't decided if they're ready to rebuild yet, but they're trying to rebuild, but they're also trying to compete, and it's just, it's not working out in Atlanta. And I, you know, Matt Ryan, Matty Ice, I love watching him in his prime, but right now it's just, it's not good times in Atlanta. Texans and the Bills. Uh, this is a game that's going to be two sentence summary. Bills good, Texans bad. Yep, that's all we need to say. Bills, um, shout out uh, Mitchell Trubisky, rushing touchdown. That's all we need to say. Bears-Lions. Uh, we'll touch on this game more in our rivalry roundtable. Um, I don't think anything matters if David Montgomery is hurt. I mean, I really, really don't. It's, I don't think anything else matters. I don't care if that's with Andy Dalton as a quarterback I don't care if that's with Justin Fields as the quarterback. If David Montgomery is hurt at all for any extended period of time, it does not matter. And he is. He's they. They're saying four to five weeks, uh, which would put him back after the bye week. Um, it's it's going to have to be Damian Williams right now, and I think Damian Williams is a good enough running back to get you by. Granted, he is not a David Montgomery who's fifth in rushing in the NFL right now. Um, you could almost say that he is a top five, top ten running back in the NFL. His yards after contact is yak. I love what yak um, is one of the top in the NFL. He is a physical running back that will go through you, which is obviously why... Um, he got hurt on Sunday, was trying to break a tackle. Um, luckily, I'm very thankful it wasn't an ACL tear, yeah. which it easily could have been. Um, 
So, and I mean, we'll we'll touch more on this. Yeah, with our rivalry roundtable, uh, Panthers and boys, uh, breakout day for Zeke. Finally, yeah. I mean, I think we were all craving this. Uh, you look, he goes over one forty. Uh, Dak with four tutties. Again, only 188 yards, but again, when you have the run game going like they had, um, Carolina can't turn the ball over and win. I mean, I think that that's very evident. I also think that, especially with this game, yes, Sam Darnold had the two rushing touchdowns. I understand that. That's fine. But they miss Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, and I think that this, you know, Hubbard is... Not a replacement for CMC. I think that Panther offense strives on his little check down passes to CMC to just break three or four tackles and get 10, 15 yards. Darnold doesn't turn the ball over in this game. It's a completely different football game. I think the Panthers were in position to win. But then with Sam Darnold throwing those interceptions... I mean, think about it, though. Sam Darnold accounted for four touchdowns. Two passing, two rushing. Um, two of his, Both of his passing touchdowns went to D.J. Moore, who had a day. Eight receptions, 113 yards, two touchdowns on 12 targets. I mean, D.J. Moore is that guy for Carolina, but Dak is that guy. And Dak kind of put up a line that resembled a Jameis Winston Week 1 line. He only threw for 188 yards. But he threw for four for, touchdowns. It, it's weird. Some of these QB lines um, so far this year have been really, really weird. But I think solid win for the boys. Yes. A good confidence builder for that young team. Um, Colts and Finns. Uh, this was my choke job of the week when it comes to our picks. Um, again, I guess I underestimated um, just how bad the Dolphins are. Um, the, the Dolphins struggled against a bad Colts team. Yes. Um, and I think that Carson Wentz was just barely enough. Just barely enough. 228, two touchdowns. Um, I think Jonathan Taylor having over 100 yards has to be the recipe for success for this team. Yeah, and I, I think Carson Wentz still holds on to the football way too long. He, it's a recipe for turnovers. He struggles. Uh, Jonathan Taylor has to be the guy for the Indianapolis Colts in order for them to win football games. Their offensive line is struggling. Uh, you, granted, you beat a very subpar Miami team. Um, but, you know, you never know. Maybe hey, this a is, win's a win. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, yep. in the NFL, a win is a win. Yes, it is. I kind of like for the Giants. Yeah. I in probably what was honestly a horribly played football game, um, but hey, Giants get a win. They're on the board. Yep. And hey, Daniel Jones four oh two, two touchdowns. Um, Saquon finally got in the end zone. Um, this is a heartbreaking loss for New Orleans at yep. home. Against, First time having the fans back. Yep, and you. You you lay an egg. We're just gonna say. Yep. It. You, you laid do. an egg against a team searching for its first win. Um, Kamara again. He had a day, but just was not enough from New Orleans to win at home against a team. Hey, New York, New York. 
both got two their wins. Two wins. Man, and you want to talk about a clunker of the week. The Tennessee Titans. Ouch. Seven sacks against Ryan Tannehill. That, I mean, you can't do that. Uh, Wilson throws for 300 yards. Uh, good for the Jets, but I think my bigger takeaway from this, Tennessee is not as good as we want them to be. No, and I, and I think that without Julio and A.J. Brown, the Titans become a very one-dimensional football team. And we t- had talked in past weeks about how awesome it was for Tannehill to have Brown, Julio Jones, and the King behind him. Well, the King did his job. 157 rushing yards and a touchdown. He also had two receptions for 20 yards. He did what he needed to do, but the problem was... The Jets just keyed in on him, said, all right, you know what? If he gets 157 yards rushing, who cares? As long as we win the football game. That's all that mattered to him. 100%. And I think without Julio, without A.J. Brown, it really hurt Tannehill. It really hurt the Titans. And we saw that those two are vital for their offensive success and also for the longevity of their team this season. Chiefs Eagles uh, bounce back win for Kansas City. Philadelphia is bad. I mean, I, there's nothing else that I think that needs to be said. Yeah, I think the Chiefs needed this win. They needed to play like this. Their offense really came alive. Um, <laughs> Tyreek Hill, man, what a fantasy day for him! Eleven receptions, 186 yards, and three. Touchdowns. If you had Tyreek Hill on your fantasy team, you probably won this week. You probably got to win this week. Probably won this week. Um, You probably have won quite a bit if you have Kyler Murray on your fantasy team as well. Yes. Um, Statement win for Arizona. They are now 4-0. Three of those wins on the road. Yeah. Three of those have come on the road. Um, You called this back at the very beginning. You said that uh, Cardinals are going to be the best team. Um, So far they are. Yeah. They won the turnover batter, battle 465 yards of total offense against a Rams team that everyone, including us, was saying is a top three or four defense in the league. Uh, huge win for the Cardinals. Yeah, and I think right now the Cardinals are playing the best on both sides of the ball. Their defense is just as good as their offense. I think to hold the Rams to 20 points is something to be said. Um, I, I know 20 points sounds like a lot. But when but in today's NFL, it's not. Right. It's really not. You expect 30, 37, 40 points out of uh, Matthew Stafford in that offense. But, man, Kyler Murray is fun. This team that is fun. That whole offense is unbelievable. It, yeah, it is just a fun football team. And I think right now, sitting here right now, they are the lone undefeated team in the NFL right now. The last unbeaten team in the NFL. Yeah, because everyone saw that coming. I mean, if I, you, I, I, I said they were going to be good. Now, you said I, you were going to be good. With the schedule that they played, no one would have picked them. No, before absolutely right. not. Because nope. we said they were going to have to beat up on each other. But right now, the Cardinals are beating up on everyone. On everybody else. Yep. Um, speaking of a team who's starting to do some beating up on people, Russell Wilson's birds. Yeah, I'm. you know what? The NFL is just fun when Russell Wilson is having some success. I just, I think this was a huge win for Seattle on the road in San Francisco. They were a dog in this game. Not a lot of people understand that. The 49ers were 
I think four and a half point favorites. Um, Russell Wilson played a phenomenal football game. Um, now, was he leaps and bounds the best quarterback of the weekend? No. But he did what he needed to do to win that game. Um, and now, do we have a quarterback controversy in, in San Francisco? Jimmy gets hurt. Trey Sermon comes in. Now, you know, or Trey Sermon. Um, Trey Lance. Trey Sermon had 89 yards rushing for San Francisco. Here, so here, here's my thing about San Francisco. I think it might be panic time a little bit. Yeah. You, you, you've played two home games. You lost both of them. You're two games back in the division. Arizona's looking like just absolute world beaters right now. Yeah, I I think it's I mean, they got to look at themselves and figure out something in San Francisco right now because whatever that they had at the beginning of the year with this belief that this, you know, Joey Bosa led defense was going to be the end all be all, they're not. No. And I think two straight weeks you had the Packers and you had the Seahawks, who the Niners have to beat. If they want to be a top contending team, you have to win those games at home. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, the Niners did not win those games at home. I think it is panic time for the Niners because now they turn around and guess who comes calling this week? Guess where they're going? If I remember correctly, the Niners got to go play the Cardinals. So, Niner Nation's in panic mode yeah. because you can't win at home and now you got to go play who has been the best team in football. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think, I, I mean, is it fair to say now if Trey Lance goes out and performs that this is his football team now? I think you have to. I mean, the, the thing about Jimmy G is he's never proven himself. Yeah. And I going to a team who didn't prove themselves and kind of proved this all right, the Broncos. They're exactly what we said they were last week. The worst 3-0 football team. Possibly in the, in the history of the NFL. Yeah. Um, they, they just could not generate a thing. No, and uh, I, I think the Ravens kind of exploited just how bad the Broncos' offense really truly is. Um when you know the Broncos have good home field advantage, you know Mile High City, it, it's and they still couldn't win. Yeah, and, the, and you only generate seven points of offense. I'm, I just I'm not sure now. Speaking of quarterback controversy, the Broncos are in trouble. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is the answer. No, and I think. Because if you look at this game, one of the big concerns that I have for the for the Ravens is that they seem to be one-dimensional. Yeah. I mean, you know, you look at Lamar, but I think the difference is you can be one-dimensional and Lamar Jackson kind of cancels that out because he is that dual threat. Right. The problem that the Broncos have, they don't have anyone to cancel out. I, they, there are lots of holes. Yeah, and I now they turn the team over to Drew Locke, or is Teddy Bridgewater okay? Is he going to come back? I it's it now you're you're three and one. 
and you're almost like, uh-oh, we're in trouble. Which three and one teams after week four should not be saying, uh-oh, we're in trouble. And but I, I think, think you have to. Yeah, I think Denver is that team right Because now. you still have the Raiders come calling. You still have the Chiefs that you're going to have to play. You still have the Chargers that you have to play. And you're going in to play a Pittsburgh team who... They, not they, happy. They're not happy. I'm going to say something, and I'm sorry. I'm going to make you mad and give you PTSD. Rogers the cop was back. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I mean, two touchdowns, Rogers to Cobb. And again, we'll, we'll touch on this in the rivalry roundtable from the Packers side of it. Um, ben Roethlisberger, we we, we got to pause a little bit um, because you know we, we talked. Uh, you know, with our season preview about, you know, these three older quarterbacks, the three older quarterbacks being uh, Aaron, Tom, and Ben. Um, I think Aaron's fine. Mm-hmm. I think Tom is fine. Big Ben's not okay. He had multiple, multiple passes where you're looking like, they almost remind you a little bit of old Cam Newton throws from last year, yep. where you're like, who exactly is he throwing the ball to? Yeah. And the thing used to be that Ben used to be able to get out of that pocket a little bit, move a little bit. Big Ben can't move anymore. Mm-hmm. And he slimmed down, so he's not necessarily Big Ben anymore, but he's not breaking those hits like he used to. He had those two balls um, to Juju that, man, he had the Packers secondary toast. I mean, they were just done. Was and Kevin King a part of that? No, too? Kevin King's still out with a concussion. Which funny, since Kevin King has been out with a concussion, the Packers have won every game. I'm not saying it's a thing. I'm saying it's a thing. Um, but b- something's wrong with Ben. Yeah, and I think that this is your your hit. I think you're scared if you're a Steelers fan right now. You have no faith in this offense. Your defense is banged up. You finally got T.J. Watt back last week. Was not enough to stop Aaron Rodgers, obviously. But this is a must-win upcoming week if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Or else you are in big trouble, especially in that division. And I think the thing that you look at if you're the Steelers, your alternative to Big Ben is Mason Rudolph. And I don't... I, Does he have a shiny nose? I No, but he. you remember my favorite Mason Rudolph moment? Was when uh, that Browns Steelers oh game when Miles, Miles Garrett, Garrett played pinata with Mason yeah. Rudolph's head. Anyways, um, so I I don't know if I'm a Steelers fan, I'm worried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm very very you're worried. you're very very close to the panic button right now. Uh, Bucks Pats, what a game! Yeah, and I think you got to give credit to Bill Belichick, but not give credit to Bill Belichick. Can I have a hot take? Yeah. I think Mac Jones outplayed Tom Brady. Um, I would agree, but I think it has a lot to do with Bill Belichick's system. Offensive, just I think he knows how to put his quarterback in 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 situations to succeed. Just those little quick passes that he was getting the ball out of Mac's hands. He was not letting him hold the ball very long. I truly think that the the Pats should have won this football game. I do too. And he, here's my thing. You look at Mac Jones' numbers. 31 of 40, 275 yards, two touchdowns. He did have the pick. Tom Brady, 22 of 43 for 269 yards. Mac Jones had a better game. 
He really did. And I think that if you're a Patriots fan, which my one of the principals in my building is a Patriots fan. And we were texting back and forth about this game. If I'm a Patriots fan, I'm feeling optimistic. Oh, there's no doubt about it. About the future with Mac Jones. Yeah, and I don't I don't know if you're feeling optimistic about this particular season, but I think that you have enough weapons around Jones that he can be successful. And I think that Belichick's a good enough coach to put him in positions to just win football games. And I, I really thought they should have won this football game. And I want to throw this out. The New England Patriots had negative one yards rushing. I know. And they were still in this football game. If I have a rookie quarterback playing against Tampa Bay's defense, and I'm only getting, legitimately, I'm getting nothing from my run game, I am over the moon right now yeah. with Mac Jones. Yeah. Sure, they lost. Sure, they're 1-3. If you're a Patriots fan, you didn't expect to compete for any sort of title this year. No. You're in the division with the Bills. The Bills are going to run away with that division. You're sitting at 1-3, sure. But... You saw what Mac Jones can be as a quarterback. And the thing that you can count on with Robert Kraft run organizations, with Bill Belichick coach teams, is that they will get this right and they will build around Mac Jones. I think the future is very, very bright for New England. Um, I it, it, it was a fun game. Yes, I, I think at the end, you had the rain, you had the environment. I mean, it was just, it was a great... It was a vintage, a vintage Tom Brady-esque game in yes. New England when he was a Patriot. And that takes us to the Monday night game, the Raiders and Chargers. And I would just say that the AFC West is just a beautiful, chaotic mess right now. Of good football teams. I mean, you have Chargers, Raiders, I, I get, okay, Broncos are 3-1. and one. So they're all tied sitting up there 3-1. and one. Yeah, Again, we're sitting here another week at the Kansas City Chiefs. Sure, last play, and they're 2-2. The so you have the idea that probably one of the top three Super Bowl favorites at the beginning of the year is in last place. They're 2-2. Two two. This this division is awesome. Like I just I love everything about the AFC West right now. Every team is within a game. Um, Austin Eckler, big shout-out Austin Eckler. On my fantasy team. <laughs> got you a dub this week. Going into Monday night, needing a big performance. We got the big performance. Um, I I, th- this is just a beautiful mess. I lost by 1.9 points because Derek Carr got 17 points. Isn't that just a heartbreaker? 1.9 or 1.7 or whatever. That's just a, that's I, my I first loss. For you. It's that's, your first loss. Yeah, I'm 3-1. That's tough. Yeah, but... Um, I think we could easily say that the Denver Broncos are the worst team in this division right now. I, I Very fair. And I think you saw two teams that are going to have something to say about the Kansas City Chiefs winning this division at the end of the year. The Raiders played a very good football game in the second half. Yes. I think that they really turned the game around, um, Especially within that, like the first ten minutes of the third, you know, the second half, the third quarter. Um, but I said it. 
at the beginning of the year, watch out for the LA Chargers. That offense. Herbert is good. He is a threat as a quarterback. You got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler. Their defense played very well. They really put the uh, Raiders in tough positions. I think, could we say right now, if you had to pick anyone except for the Chiefs to win this division right now, are you taking the Chargers? No, I'm, I'm going to take the Raiders. Really? I, I'm going to take the Raiders strictly on the grounds of, I think Justin Herbert is still a young quarterback. Um, it, it, I get this is, a, this is probably a weird take coming off of a week where the Chargers just beat the Raiders. Um, I think that the Raiders are built better for the long 18-week season right now. Um, I think that the Chargers probably going into next year, I would give them the edge. But I still have not seen Justin Herbert in big, meaningful games. We don't know what that looks like yet. You ready for this? I'm about to give you a hot take. The Kansas City Chiefs are not going to be playing at home in the playoffs this season. I think the Chargers are going to win this division. Really? Yep. I really do. I said it from week one that they're my surprise team in the AFC. I think that they could compete for an opportunity to play for a championship. Now, am I going to sit here and say that they're going to beat Kansas City or Buffalo? No. Kansas City and Buffalo are the clear-cut favorites to play for the AFC championship. But I think the Chargers are going to end up winning the AFC West. I just haven't I like seen this. I don't I haven't seen enough out of Kansas City on the defensive side of the ball that was a part of their Super Bowl teams of the past like it's Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes only plays offense. You got to the, stop. The, their defense it, has a lot of question marks. Yeah, and it, it got a lot of holes and I just, you know, you're giving up a lot of points to not very good football teams. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes can put up points. But I I think that when the Chargers play Kansas City again, I mean, obviously they beat them in week three. And they beat them in Kansas City, which is even more shocking. When Kansas City comes to L.A., if L.A. wins that football game, which happens to be the... So they still have Texans, Broncos, Raiders at the end of the year, but the Chiefs are right there. I think... Man, so what, Chargers, like Raiders, 14? yeah, Chargers, Raiders. Last week of the season, I could be for the division. It could be for the division, and, and it's just a beautiful, chaotic mess. Yes, it is, and man. it's it's fun, man. And something that's not such a beautiful, chaotic mess, but it is a chaotic mess, uh, is your football team. Hey, so our, our rivalry roundtable here, I here. You won. Yeah. And again, we said a win's a win in the NFL. You you can't take them for granted. No, you can't. And I think where my biggest worry is, as we mentioned earlier, what is this offense going to look like with no David Montgomery in the backfield? Like you said, he is, and I mean, I have no qualms saying it. At least top 10, if not top 5, back in the NFL. What worries me 
is now you are going to ask either Justin Fields or Andy Dalton, which is a topic that we'll also get to, to lead a one-dimensional offense. Well, and I know this is going to sound crazy. You can't replace David Montgomery. You can't do it. Damian Williams is a good running back to have. He was a good running back in Kansas City before they got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I'm telling you right now, I think Damian Williams will be able to bolster the load for for the Bears for the next four to five weeks without David Montgomery. Now, do I think he's going to be a 100-yard rusher? Absolutely not. But I think he is a power running back that will still be able to get you first downs in short short yardage distances. I think that he's good enough to catch the ball out of backfield. He had a couple really nice runs. He had a touchdown against the the Lions this weekend on a nice run. I think we're going to be okay. Are we going to be great? No. Are we going to be okay? Yes. And I think that if Justin Fields is not your quarterback after the absolute performance... And here's the thing. Bill Lazor needs a, a congratulatory... He needs more props this week. He well, ain't a, getting them from his head coach. Dude, that's a joke. Can I? That's that's what makes me that you know what grinds my gears, Josh, <laughs> is that Matt Nagy sits up there and goes, you know, everything runs through me. Oh, bull, get out of here. This Bill Lazor called a thing a, a phenomenal game. We had balls going farther than ten yards down the field, and look what happens. Third and ten on our own twenty turns into first and ten on the Lions twenty-seven because of a bomb to Darnell Mooney. You throw a ball deep down over the middle to Darnell Mooney. You have a nice throw on the sideline that Allen Robinson toe tap taps on. This was like the week of hey, look what happens if we can throw the ball down the field and guys can get open. I I here's my worry. You have a worry every week, but look at last week you picked the Lions. Look what happened. Okay. The Bears covered. The so Montgomery's out four to five weeks. Yes, in what could very possibly be the toughest four to five game stretch. Oh, there's of, no of, doubt of the Bears' schedule. And this is this is okay. The thing that made David Montgomery special, like you talked about earlier, was his yak. Yeah. Okay, that wears down a defense. Without that. You look, Raiders, Packers, Bucks, Niners, the next four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is that. Here's here's the thing: you're hoping for two and two. You live with one and three. You just can't go zero and four. Well, and I think this this Sunday game against the Raiders is a game that you gotta win. I think that they're, they're coming. But listen, they're coming off a loss against the Chargers. I feel like it's a good opportunity. The Bears had a great showing of fans the last time they played the Raiders. Obviously, it was in Oakland. It wasn't in L.A. But... It's in Las Vegas, buddy. Oh, so that's what I meant. Las Vegas. But... I know. I, it's it's getting late. It, it is. But I'm, I'm just... I really think the Bears have a really good opportunity to go into <laughs> Vegas and get a win as long as Justin Fields is our quarterback. If you put in Andy Dalton, I'm done. Not, I I'm just I'm done. Can't handle it anymore. Th- this isn't a game they can win. Like I mean, I hate to break it. This is not a game they can win. 
And then you move to the train wreck that is Matt Nagy. I mean, you touched on it a little bit. The man can't get out of his own way. No, he can't. It, it that that has to be so frustrating for the players, for his coaches underneath him. I mean, like you said, their offensive coordinator, their offensive staff put in an unbelievable game plan that you could tell they they knew where they could hit the Lions. They took advantage of that. If you, as a head coach, the response is, man, what a week we put together. Our offensive coaches on the side of the ball had a fantastic game plan that our players executed perfectly. That's your line. Yeah. That is your line. The idea that Nagy tried to take any credit for this at all shows that he is not an NFL head coach. He is not a leader. He is a guy who is seeking all of the attention to be put on him. You're not that guy, buddy. You're not a high-level play caller. I think we've seen that all year up until this point. I just don't understand how you can't give credit to your offensive coaches. I, I like These guys put in a lot of work, especially after the train wreck, what was Cleveland. Does he care? I, who knows, D- Does man. he care? Because then he turns around and says, well, as soon as Andy Dalton's healthy, he's our starting quarterback again. I mean, this guy, he's just throwing every single asset that he has, and he's throwing them under the bus. Well, and to me, how do you get any sort of confidence in Justin Fields if he never knows what if he's a starter every week or not? And that, I, that goes even further, because I think with Justin Fields, and we've talked about this, when he's in, everyone else buys in. Yeah. And I, with Justin Fields as that quarterback, I think, again... It can't be about this year for this organization Mm-mm. because I the, the Packers are playing good football again. With that, with Montgomery being out for four-plus weeks, I think it's going to take a lot for the Bears to have hopes. And I think when you look at the NFC, you have the Rams, you have the Cardinals in the West. You have the Packers in the North. You have... The Cowboys, possibly Washington in the East, and you have the Bucks in the South, who I think without even a stretch are better than the Bears. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. If you look at the standings right now, the Bears are in that wild card spot that I said. Now, yes, it's after week four. They're two and two. They're coming up on their roughest stretch of schedule right now. I I get it. But you're still in a position to succeed. I you just just got to get that opportunity and again, yeah, we don't know who our quarterback is. We don't know anything. Our head coach is a nightmare. And I think that that's the thing. You guys do have pieces where it, I don't I don't think you're going to win this week. And I think that the health problems start to become a bigger issue. If they have any sort of prolonged longevity to them, I just I feel bad for Justin Fields. I do too. I think what a train wreck of an organization to get drafted into. When just give the guy the keys, Nagy. Let him drive this car and let him drive it all season long, and don't look back. Because if he's looking back, he's not going to have any sort of success. And this, these are Justin Fields' bears, and I don't care what anyone says about it. So, 
the Packers. Rodgers to Cobb it was great to see again. Oh, yeah, um, that was phenomenal. Great, awesome. <laughs> being a Kentucky guy, as we touched on earlier, I, I have a special, very special place for Randall Cobb in my heart. Um, I was thrilled when they brought him back. Um, I, I don't know about the Packers, man. I mean, I still, I, I don't know about the Packers. I mean, yeah, we beat a bad Steelers team. After turn around after <laughs> beating a struggling 49ers team. I don't know. I mean, it's nice to see the offense click in a little bit more. Um, I, I, I think it's just a big game of wait and see. I think you got to go to Cincinnati and you got to take care of business this week. I think that this is a trap game for oh, the Packers. Yeah, there's no doubt. And I think... If I remember correctly, I think they've had trouble playing in Cincinnati before. They, they've had they've had their struggles. I, one thing that I will say, however, is that it. How do I put this nicely? I think that this offense is a little bit better equipped to handle that because I look at the Packers now. They have a two-headed running attack with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. I mean, those are two phenomenal running backs. And I think in the past it's been so one-dimensional that on the road you can get sucked into that and really struggle with that. I think now really the difference with this Packer team is we can get first downs on the ground. We can get first downs in the air. And that, I would say, is probably where Rodgers has never had that. Right. Where he, he's had one good running back. He had Eddie Lacy for a while. Um, Ty Montgomery was Eddie. in the back. Um, but I think now, no matter which back is in the game, you're looking at a back who can pop off for 9, 10, 11 plus yards every single time that they touch the ball, which I think helps you tremendously more on the road than it does at home. So past results from Packers-Bengals uh, games, the last four times Green Bay has played Cincinnati, they are 1-3. and three. And the last win they had was the recent game in 2017, which took Green Bay to overtime. And Green Bay won on a field goal, 27-24. So I think that it seems like Green Bay always has problems with Cincinnati. Yeah. But it don't matter if you win the football game. That's right. I mean, and especially on the road, I still think that this Packers team will get better as the year goes on. Now... Jair Alexander being hurt hurts the Packers. Yeah, especially. It especially hurts with having to go up against Jamar um, Chase. Chase and Joe Burrow and Mixon and all those guys down there. It hurts. Yeah, it's. For sure. But, I mean, you still look at them. They're 3-1, and one, exactly where everyone thought that they would be in solo first place. I, I mean, it's a trap game. And what you have to do. When it's a trap game, you have to go out and you have to execute. Yeah, and you you just think if if you're Green Bay and you don't come out and play well, and I think this is a game where you got to come out and smack them right in the mouth at the beginning early. Yeah, and let the don't let the fans get into the game. Kind of just give them that sense of it's not happening on Sunday. Right, and you have to answer it early. You can't let them hang around. Right, and that's the problem in past games. All of these games were close games. 24-31, 17-24. They're all one-score games. 
take them out of the game early. If you're Green Bay, you got to take the Cincinnati, you got to take that home crowd out of the game. But I think that there will be Packers fans travel well. I'm not yes. going to say that it's going to be a, a pro Packers crowd, but there's you're going to know when the Packers first sure. touchdown for sure. And um, I don't. I mean, you, you got to go out when you want to be a title contender. These are the types of games that you have to go out and you have to win. It, it's that simple. Yep. It's a business trip. Take care of your business. To our listeners' favorite section of this show. Oh, yeah. You had one, one job. job. Who's going first this week? Like you, You've gone first the last you two. You go. This All is right. on you, sir. When you have a young quarterback who's driving down the field at the end of a game, it's rainy, it's tough conditions, but your quarterback's moving the ball, and you are faced with the decision of going for it on fourth and three or kicking what would be a career-tying long field goal in the rain with a kicker who has a bum plant leg. You go for it on fourth and three. Bill Belichick, you had one, one job. job. Hey, it's a pro coach. You had one job. Uh, mine comes from a, a town down in the city of Florida. Urban Meyer. Nah, I'm not going to ride on that plane back home. I'm, I'm going to stay here and hang out at my bar. Next thing you know, there's a video. A young lady by Urban Meyer, who is married, happily married, I would hope, I think. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe not, not anymore. <laughs> but as of right now... They weren't doing the cha-cha slide. Like, no, that's they also, were not sliding to the left. They were not no. sliding to the right. But they we were not doing the Cupid. What well, maybe they were doing a Cupid shuffle, but maybe a little crisscross cha-cha, mm-hmm. real smooth. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Was it real smooth? Now you got Shaka Khan coming out saying that he's disappointed in his coach and that there will be consequences and that the punishment will take place in house and blah blah blah. You have a you took Trevor Lawrence number one overall, and you also decided that Urban Meyer would be the best coach fit to form your young quarterback. We are four weeks in the season; we already know that that's not true. You have two options. I think if you ride this coach out, things in Jacksonville are just going to crumble. Yeah. Urban Meyer. If you are going to be an NFL coach, you have to be a professional. You have to be a leader of men. Just like you were when you were in Florida. Just like how you were when you were at Ohio State. Urban Meyer, you had one One job. job. And much like Shakira, our picks don't lie. Uh, this week we have a special guest is not the proper way to describe this. Uh, 
I, I mean, I'm gonna let you. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you bang. Yeah, I did. I really to wanted be able to, to do this. Yeah, intro. I wanted to do this intro. I know I did it last week, which also uh, big shout out. Stephen Hernandez actually beat us. He did in our picks last week. Uh, he went 11 and five. We went 10 and six. So big shout hey, out to Big Steve and both of you guys hit your locks. Yep. So um, I once again did not uh, Tennessee with. And, and I mean, like, like we said in our previous segment, probably, I mean, yeah, that's got to be up there for the clunker of the year. Yeah, it's a big let, no doubt. So, um, everybody was tuned in on Sunday Night Football. The return of Tom Brady to New England. This is not the return the people waited for. Right now, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, this is the return that everyone is tuning in for. I mean, I think that this is worldwide news. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if it's, it is the return of CP and, and Jay. Jay. Yeah, this is the OG podcast back in the olden days on uh, your at your old house, the, the Ohio Street kitchen table. Yep, and when we just really got to hang out and talks, and we did all sports. We, we did a little bit of everything, and so now we're just focusing on football. But ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the return. Of Peyton Ball, baby. Woo! <laughs> feels good, oh, man. Feels for, for good to be you, back. It better be good to be back. For those of you who don't know, um, Peyton ran off and got married back in May. Um, and then he ditched us all, moved down to the beautiful hills of eastern Kentucky, currently attending Moorhead State University with his lovely bride, Maddie. Peyton, how you doing, buddy? It's been a minute. I'm doing fantastic. It's a, it's a, the best thing about living down here is waking up and seeing the, the Appalachian mountains and seeing the, the fog over the mountains. So it's, a, it's a little bit prettier than the uh, flat of uh, Northwest Indiana. Hey, I'm going to take offense. Like our cornfields being harvested right now <laughs> are, is about as beautiful as it can be. Yeah. Hey, we got a two hour fog delay on Monday. Yeah, so that I was pretty beautiful fog. You know, I, I don't think, you know, Moorhead State University the fighting who was it Isaiah Cannon uh the, the fighting the, Isaiah Cannons no we're no dude Kenneth Fareed come on sorry Kenneth Fareed so uh pay you you know the rules we pick every game uh just straight money line um and then we, we will have our one lock of the week so jumping right in our first contest Thursday night uh what some might consider probably the second Best game of the week this week, if, if you're just being honest about it. Rams and Seahawks, I the Rams, like Christian, you, you and I talked about earlier, they laid an egg. Yeah, they did. It was a, a big disappointment for the Rams, but a, a great thing for me with my uh, Cardinals going to win the NFC West pick at the beginning of the season. Um, so who are you taking, Christian? Um this is the game of – I think this is, might be one of the best Thursday night games you're going to get to see. Uh, it's not your Jacksonville Jaguars and New York Jets and that kind of game. Um, I'm taking the Rams. I think they respond on the road. Um, Seattle got a big win last week, but I think uh, Rams are got something to prove. I'm taking the Rams. I am all in on Russell Wilson's birds right now. They are Russell Wilson's birds. Go Hawks. Seahawks will take care of business at home on Thursday night. You got that 12th man. Uh, man and I, lots of questions about the Rams now. 
So uh, I'm going to take Russell Wilson's birds. Pepe, who are you rolling with? Uh, I'm, I it's for me it's hard to bet against them right now even though they did lay an egg last week uh, against the cardinals but the cardinals they have one of if not the best defenses in in football right now um so for me it's it's hard to bet against uh against the rams so i'm taking the rams all right uh it jets falcons again the <laughs> only reason that they send this game to london england is because if this were a reg- regularly scheduled game not a single person would watch it. Like if they played this game in Atlanta, I don't know if they get 40,000 people at this game. Long live the queen. I, this man, like, <laughs> this is why we don't let you out. Okay. Um, I, I guess someone has to win this game. Uh, the Jets took it to, uh, to, to Cindy's Titans th- this last weekend. Uh but I think Matt Ryan has found something. So give me them dirty birds. Um, you know what? Why not? I'm taking the Jets. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. 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 I'm taking the Jets. I think Zach Wilson will be excited for the big stage of London. You know, at the when you roll out of bed at 9 a.m. and you're like, should I watch the pregame show? Oh, wait, I can watch the Jets Falcons. Well, at nine, if you roll out of bed at nine, you're a half hour late. Right. The game starts at 8.30 our time. Right, which is crazy. Um, I'm taking the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. As a side note into baseball, Christian's heart is breaking a little bit right now because a Schwar oh. bomb was just hit in the playoffs. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Peyton. I will also be taking those Jets – Zach Wilson is hopefully going to be at the, when the season's all said and done, I hope that he is going to be the number one uh, rookie quarterback uh, out of this, you know, the few young quarterbacks we have in the league right now. Uh, so I'm putting my money, I'll put my money on the jets for this game. All right. Packers Bengals. Um, Bengals had an iffy win against uh, a, just a train wreck of a Jacksonville squad last week. Uh, Packers are, Again, like I said earlier, I'm not sold on the Packers. I don't think they're as good as people think they are, uh, but I do think that they are better than Cincinnati. It will feel like a home game for the Packers. Um, give it the Packers. Yeah, I'm also rolling Green Bay. Uh, I don't think that Cincinnati has anything to match um, Green Bay's offensive intensity uh, with Devontae, Aaron Jones. Um, I will say that um, – Cincinnati has been playing good football since their loss against the, uh, you know, the Chicago Bears, but their lone loss against the Chicago Bears. But I am going to take Green Bay in this one. I'm also going to be taking Green Bay. When you look at the Bengals' three wins they have this year, the Jaguars, I mean, kind of kind of a joke of a team right now, and the Steelers and the Vikings, I mean, none of those really stand out to me as having uh, been – they haven't beat a really good team yet. Um, and they're, they're not going to beat a good team this weekend either. So give me the pack. Speaking of the Vikings, Christian. Now nah, I'm going to let you say it this week. Nobody cares about the Vikings. Your purple <laughs> pants, your skull clapping. Nobody cares. But you're playing the Lions. And the Lions are bad. Horrible. This line is seven and a half. You could put a one in front of Minnesota, and I would still probably take it. 
Um, but I think Minnesota rolls easily at home, even though nobody cares about the line or the Vikings. Nobody cares about the Vikings. They're trash. Nobody cares about them. Well, um, I think the bags are coming out in Detroit again, like I said, the last couple weeks. They are just an awful football team. And I think Dan Campbell is just completely oblivious to his surroundings. And he's like so bought into the idea that his team actually might be good, that he's completely sold himself on being a good football team, but he's not, he's not a good coach. They're not good. Jared Goff is awful. He has no one to throw the ball to give me the Vikings. The Lions have had one good quarter of football, I think, all year, and that's the fourth quarter against the Niners when they were down by, like, 25 points and made it somewhat of a game at the end. But other than that, they've been so bad. It's, it's like, hard to watch Terrible. them play. It's Terrible. so hard to watch them play. Uh, there's no way they they get a win against the Vikings, so give them the Vikes. Uh, Denver and Pittsburgh, I, the records for these two teams, I think, are deceiving. Oh, no um, doubt. Because, I mean, you look at Pittsburgh, and they have had a tough road. With they've had, I mean, they've had to play the Ravens. They've had to play the Packers, two teams who are probably in the top half of talent in football. And, and you look at the Broncos, and last week being the first week that they played a halfway decent team, and they got just really dominated from start to finish. I think Pittsburgh needs a game. I think if, if Pittsburgh does not win this game, if the panic button hasn't already been hit in the River City, I think a loss this week would fully sound the full alarms. Um, I think Big Ben comes out, kind of calm some nerves. I think Mike Tomlin will have a good game plan. Uh, give me the Steelers over the Broncos. Yeah, I'm going to take the terrible towels as well. Um, I think Pittsburgh has to win this week. Um, I think the future – of Ben Roethlisberger might depend on this game this week. I, I've everybody is calling for a new quarterback in Pittsburgh. They're frustrated with Ben's lack of ability to get outside the pocket and make plays. A pocket passer is so rare now in the NFL. You need a guy to be able to move in the pocket and and be able to get out on the perimeter. Um, so I agree with you. I think Ben calmed some nerves this week. Uh, give me Pittsburgh. I'm, I'm also going Pittsburgh. I feel like we have a lot of the same picks. I'm also yeah. going to go Pittsburgh. Like, like you guys are saying, it's a it's a do-or-die game for Ben. I mean, if he comes out and has a bad game, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't start next week or the following week. Which, week which is crazy to think about. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that, that's the thing. And he just looks so just like out of place. Like he doesn't, he doesn't look comfortable. He has good wide receivers too that he just can hardly get the ball to because for his, his arm is nowhere near what it used to be. Well, and that's that one way. thing we talked about earlier was in the Packer Steelers game, there were several throws. I know there was at least one to Juju and I can't remember who the other one was to. There was two to that, Juju. That two to Juju. Been, that should have been touchdowns. Six. Yeah. That should have been six. And Ben just missed them. Yeah. I mean, and it wasn't like, you know, oh, well, they could have made almost no. I mean, they were several, several feet away from even being remotely catchable. Um, who's who's this? Is the Steelers back with quarterback still Mason Rudolph? Yes, it is. Oh, man. Y- yes, it is. <laughs> so, and I think that I, again, I'm with you guys. I, this is a make or break game uh, for Pittsburgh, which is crazy to think that we're saying that uh, just going into week five. Uh, 
Tom, terrific. I think you know you, you could be worried about a letdown game a little bit for Tampa here, but I they play the Dolphins at home. The Dolphins are bad. We talked about earlier. Probably my second biggest whiff of this last week was my pick of the Dolphins beating the Colts. Um, So I'm not betting against Tom Brady. Bucks easily. Yeah, I I mean, it easily could be a letdown game, but it's in Tampa. I feel like um, Tom is going to be coming off a high, beating his old squad in New England. Um, Good opportunity to just pad his stats, blow out Miami, and move on to the next week. I'm picking Tampa. Yeah, I, Tampa's a 10-point favorite for a reason. Uh, definitely Tampa. I don't I don't think there's any way that uh, the Dolphins can can score enough points against the Bucs, against that defense. See, I'm living for one of these picks to be the Peyton Ball. Baltimore Orioles are going to win the AL East. <laughs> right, right. What year was uh, that? What year was yeah, that? I don't 18. know. It was 2018. Peyton Ball picks the Baltimore Orioles to win the AL East. And I think they ended up losing like 175 games or just some crazy like that. Uh, this, the saints, man, the, the saints are just a beautiful, beautiful mess. I mean, one week, Jameis is an MVP the next week. Gee, followed by, Hey, J- Jameis is okay. Followed by gee, again. Uh, I think the football team is going to, pose a lot of problems for James. Um, I think that you could see another multi-pit game for Jameis, which then does not turn well for the Saints. I think Taylor Heineke is kind of figuring it out a little bit. Had a really good week last week. So I am going to take the Washington football team, home dogs, but give me the football team. Yeah, I'm also going (laughs) Washington. I think that – I understand they played the Falcons last week, but to be able to battle back, and I agree, Taylor Heineke looked very good, very comfortable in the pocket. Um, Scary Terry is a huge weapon for him. Um, I like Washington this week. I understand they're they're playing at home and they're still a a one-and-a-half-point dog. Uh, I'm taking the football team here. We we picked the same for every single game. So you and Christian have – I was different on the first two. So I took okay, Seattle okay, okay. and Atlanta, yeah, and you guys right. took L.A. and the Jets. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Washington in this one. Jameis, that first week, after that first game in, in our fantasy league that you and I are both in together, Josh, I went and picked up Jameis, I think, in the middle of that game. I was like, I'm picking him up for next week, and he's been on my bench the whole time because he has not had any other, like, standout game to me. Even in that first game, he didn't even throw for that many yards. He had a bunch well, of touchdowns. He only threw for 180 yards. Yeah. That that he just I don't know what it is I I don't know he's not in the first year first year actually getting significant playing time in that system I guess I don't know man I, he's not an NFL quarterback I no. will hold on to that for as long as I can yeah um plus and, plus I uh, plus I like Taylor Heineke so I he's he playing well team. man I and the thing is he's fun to watch. And I think you got, you know, like Christian dubbed them Terry, scary Terry yep. on that outside. And we touched on this earlier. The man had a week yep. last week. And, and I think you could see that again yep. against New Orleans defense. Eagles and Panthers. Uh, again, I think this is an interesting 
matchup, but I also think it's another, hey, you got to win this if you're Carolina. Coming off a week where, you know, your first full week without CMC, they did not look good. And I think if you don't look good and at least win against the Eagles at home, I think this could be a problem. Here's my surprise pick for the week. Eagles over the Panthers in Charlotte. Eagles fly on the road to victory. Give me the Panthers. <laughs> uh, fair enough. But here's the, here's the thing um, for those of you people that are on FanDuel. Um, get on FanDuel and put an, um, a Sam Darnold rushing touchdown for the love. This guy is leading the NFL in rushing touchdowns. Unbelievable. Um, I, I know they, they came off a loss last week in Dallas, but – you're playing at home. Philadelphia is just struggling on the defensive side of the ball. Um, Hertz looked good at times against um, Kansas City last week, but I'm going with Carolina. I'm also I'm also going with Carolina. I like the way Sam Darnold's been playing, and I think he finally feels comfortable playing in an NFL uniform. Uh, you know, because he's not under the joke of a coach, Adam Gase, uh, up in New York. So. I think uh, I think Sam Darnold finally feels comfortable playing. Uh, give me the Panthers. Tennessee and Jacksonville. I who Tennessee. I that defense got exposed by a bad Jets offense, and if they lose to the Jets and the Jaguars in back to back weeks. I will probably say something that will end up having me permanently uh, banned from my parents' home. Um, I think that the the Titans have to win this football game. Uh, For that reason, I'm taking the Titans. I'm going Jacksonville. I Um, like I I do not think Tennessee looked good at all. Now, that was minus A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, two top receiving weapons for Ryan Tannehill. Um, But – Jacksonville looked real good against Cincinnati on Thursday night. Cincinnati's got a good defense. Tennessee struggled against the Jets. So I think they're feeling a little down right now about themselves. Can Trevor Lawrence capitalize? I'm going to say he is going to. Jacksonville. Amid all of the um, controversy uh, this this past week with the Coach Meyer over there, you know, his, his stand-up morals. Uh, there, I believe there is no way that the Jaguars win this game. No way the Jaguars win. Give me the Titans all day, every day over the Jaguars. Give me anybody in the league against the Jaguars right now. Yeah, I, I, I would agree that we talked about that earlier, but Urban Meyer, man, wow. Crazy stuff. Listen. He has no trust from the team. Like, I mean, I, the, I don't know, dude. It's... Listen, he was just out with some friends. They asked for pictures and they started acting goofy. Okay. That's what he said (laughs) in his press conference. Okay. It was nothing more than someone acting goofy while taking a picture. He might might have the worst track record of it. We've said this, Peyton, if, from day one, we've said, I don't think Urban Meyer is going to make it in the NFL, period. No, it's no. just not working. But this also could be a situation where the players say, 
we need to band together. Like let's against come our coach. And we'll know that's what I'm well. that's what I'm thinking. Well, just go out there and play and have some fun. Who cares what the coach is saying? Maybe say, Oh, coach, what's the call? Yeah, run the opposite like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Be like, Oh, I can't hear you. Uh sorry, loud noises. We're playing at home and it's quiet, but okay. I, I, I mean, if if the Jaguars lose this game by any margin, I don't think I don't think Urban Meyer can last another week to begin with. No, he might as well just go to USC at this point. It's, yeah, if I, mean, can I, even could, get I can in definitely there. see that happening. Patriots in Houston. Um, I think this line is a little hot. I currently in New England was nine point road favorites. Um, again, though, I I struggle with putting any confidence in Houston at all. Um, since they lost Tyrod Taylor, they have just been an absolute mess on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I think, you know, we touched on this earlier. I think Belichick had easily the blunder of the week by kicking the field goal on fourth and three. Um, give me New England going into Houston, taking care of business. Yeah. And I was very surprised. Um, Mac Jones played an extremely, extremely good football game. Um, with everything going for Tom in that situation, um, a rookie quarterback could have easily went in there and just struggled. Mac played a really good football game. I think he comes out, plays very well against a very, very bad Houston football team, uh, New England. Yeah, I'm also going to be taking New England too. Even though the Pats lost last week, I think that's a – I think it was still a little bit of a morale booster for Mac Jones. Like, like you were saying, I think he just feels a little more comfortable uh, now knowing that, he, that they can compete with a team like the Bucks. now compete loosely speaking, I think you could say, uh, but yeah, give me the Pats nine point favorite is huge for a road team. That's one in three on the year. I, I would agree, but I think that shows just how little faith people have in the Texans right now, the Bears and the Raiders. Interesting matchup. Very interesting matchup. Um, I think, I as we said in our rivalry roundtable, fire Matt Nagy. Even when his offensive coordinator called a brilliant game last week. Matt Nagy still tried to take credit for it in the press. Yeah, It's a team decision. Dude, Mag- Nagy needs to go. He's horrible. He, I just Matt Nagy has to go. The McCaskies, what do they need to do, Christian? Go bye-bye. They need to sell the team. Yeah. Give me the Raiders. I'm taking the Bears, and this is why. Absolute idiot. I put it on record right now so that when we run this back next week, if I'm wrong, you can just murder me. Okay, but verbally. Listen, this is I'm just gonna say this. Derek, I think Carr was really vulnerable on Monday night. I think that um how uh the Chargers kind of disguised their blitzes against him. He was very confused. If you take Darren Waller away, that football team struggles on the offense. The Bears won't be able to score. Is your running back even alive? 
He's out four to five weeks. Okay. Okay. So so who's going to score? Who's going to win? Who, how are you going to win when you cannot score the football? You can't score. Your head coach doesn't even want your quarterback who just won a game. He doesn't even want him as the quarterback. Listen. You don't have a running back. How are you guys going to win? No, he's not. How are you going to win the game? How are you going to win the game? Defense and our offense is going to do enough to win the game. Is Roquan healthy? Yeah, he's fine. Everybody's fine. Everybody's fine. We're going to be fine. I don't think the Raiders are as good as what what they've shown in their first three games. I think the Bears can really cause problems for them. I'm taking Chicago. Peyton, help. <laughs> I'm taking the Raiders. The Raiders have their, they've won their two home games this year. They're 2-0 and at home. The Bears haven't won an away game. They're 0-2 on the road. That continues this week. The, it, the, the Raiders, what, they have they have one loss against who? The Chargers? Okay. And you're arguably you, like a top five team in the league. Right? You're, you're really going to say this, that the Chicago Bears offense can pull off similar things to the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm not saying they have to, but I'm telling you that right now, as we sit here, we don't know who the starting quarterback is, which again is a joke. But that yeah, that shouldn't be a problem this late in the seat. Like, I mean, every week it's been like, well, I mean, Andy Dalton's our guy. Okay, but here's but the then, thing: for the first time all season, we took shots down the field. Justin Field was throwing dimes, yes, against the Detroit Lions, but he was throwing dimes to Darnell Mooney, Allen Robinson. He had time in the pocket. He hasn't even really gone outside the pocket yet and shown that he can run. He's a running threat, too. Here's the the problem. Bears. No, Bears. There's no David Montgomery in the backfield. I'm telling you, Dave. Justin Fields is not – but Justin Fields in the backfield. <laughs> yeah. Lamar Jackson. No, here Justin we go. Fields. Here we go. Here we go. Andy Dalton's starting quarterback, Justin Fields starting running back. There we go. Let's do it. Yeah, Maggie's a big enough idiot that he would. All right. Cleveland Browns and the Chargers. I think a very good game. Yeah, this is an awesome Very game. good game. Um, unfortunately for us in the Chicago area. We won't be able to get this game unless you have Sunday ticket. Hello, I'm that guy. Uh, Yeah, you're that guy. Um, I think whoever wins this game, it's a statement game for whoever wins. And I think, but I also don't think that this is a huge defeat if you lose. That being said, I think this is a little bit more important for the Chargers because they're playing at home. I think. The Chargers had a massive, massive statement that they made against the Raiders. I think that continues. I think this game could be a 45-42 football game because I think these offenses like to get up and down the field. Give me the Chargers. I'm going with the Browns. Um, I think that the Chargers' home field advantage is non-existent as the Raiders showed them last week. They're when the Raiders won, or the the Chargers beat the Raiders. I understand, but I'm just saying when you're using the silent count at home, you have a problem. Um, I think that the Browns are better than the Raiders. I think that Mayfield only put up Mayfield and the Browns offense only put up 14 points last week. I don't think that's happening again. I'm taking the Browns. Give me the Chargers. 
I do. I love Justin Herbert. He is such a good young quarterback. And I think he'll be a, a top three quarterback within the next, you know, four years. I love Justin Herbert. I love the way the Chargers are playing. Give me the Chargers at home. Giants and the boys, a classic NFC East matchup. Give me the boys. I, I think seven is very, very small for this spread. Mm-hmm. I think the Cowboys are playing pretty good football on both sides of the ball. Give me Dallas. Well, I I also am picking Dallas, but I hope that Saquon has a million points for the sake of my fantasy football team. Um, he was able to squeak out two touchdowns somehow last week. But um, New York took – overtime to beat the saints. I don't really know about Daniel Jones yet. I just, I I can't figure him out, but I can figure out that Dak Prescott is a good quarterback. I'm taking the boys. I'm also going to take the boys. Like you were saying, the the giants just in general, like are, they're confusing a little bit to be quite honest. Like sometimes I feel like that they have the potential to be a, 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 contender of a team and by that i mean like contending for the division not contending for a title uh but they just haven't shown it this year and and the boys they've put up a lot of points the only time they didn't was um was against the chargers but that's you know the chargers have a good defense Uh, but they put up a lot of points this year and i don't think there's any way the giants can can stick with them at all speaking of another team who puts up a lot of points arizona cardinals um I, I think San Francisco might be in a little bit of trouble. Um, there was a lot of talk coming in. Oh, San Francisco is going to be one of the top teams in the league. Um, you know, and, and my apologies to uh, Papa Ball um, for defaming his beloved 49ers. Um, I, I just I don't think San Francisco is that good. I don't think Jimmy G is that guy. I don't think he's the guy that they want him to be. Um, I the, the 49ers defense has been a disappointment um, for what people thought. Um, and when you have the Rams playing as they are, when you have the Seahawks playing much better football, and then you have the Cardinals all in this division, I think San Francisco could be staring down another last place finish in the NFC West. Uh, give me Kyler Murray's birds as uh, to kind of change it. Ooh, I don't know uh, how I feel Kyler about Murray's that. birds, Ooh. Cardinals over the 49ers. Yeah, this is the only time that I appreciate the Red Birds. Otherwise, um, <laughs> I, I wish nothing but bad things on birds that are red. 17 game win streak. Yeah. Did the Cubs even win 17 games I don't even this know, year? Did the Cubs even play baseball this year? <laughs> um, but anyway, I know two of them are playing right now. Yeah, that's right. This is the only good thing I get to do is watch <laughs> Anthony Rizzo and Kyle Schwarber lead off the playoffs. But um, I'm telling you, I'm all in on these Arizona Cardinals. I truly think they're the best team in the NFC right now. They're playing the best football on both sides of the ball. We originally said the Rams, this is the Rams. And Tampa Bay's NFC. I think you got the now the Cardinals are definitely made a statement win on the road in LA. That's a a big win for them. Um, I love Kyler Murray the way he's playing. He's so fun, and he's he's got so many weapons. I love Rondell Moore, man, the Purdue guy. So quick on the outside, he could just throw the ball, let him go get it. Um, D Hop. They got two running backs that are just – they got Chase Edmonds and I'm drawing a blank 
He's on my fantasy team. Somebody help me. Oh my gosh. Um, he was on the Steelers last year. Um, oh gosh. Somebody. Peyton, who are you picking? Check me. What is it? Who is it? Who are you talking? I don't know who you're talking about. The running back. He was on the. Um, for who? The Cardinals? No. Yeah. Or yeah. Are you talking about James? Cardinals. Are you talking about James, James Connor? Connor? James Connor? Connor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. James Connor. Connor. <laughs> Sorry. That took, that took a blank. Okay, Peyton, going, who, who are you picking? That <laughs> took a little late for this old man over here. So that uh, took way too long to just point out a, a, a middle of the road running back. Yeah, right. Uh, I I want to choose the 49ers, but I just can't. Uh, that first of all, that division, dude, is has there been a harder division in football in the past I, seven, eight years? Man, you take any of those top I because I think the Niners can still, if they put together a full game, they can compete with anyone in football. Um, I mean, all four of those teams, like you take any of those four teams, you put them up against just about anyone, and I'd say they have a pretty decent shot. It's, it's such a good division. It's such a good division. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pick against the Cardinals right now. They're just, they're showing too much to, to pick against them. Kyler Murray is having like an, an insane year right now just the way it, it reminds me of course a lot of people are going to compare it to like the good old days of like the good michael vick and stuff like that with with how much he can scramble out of the pocket and stuff but it's just i don't know how, how do you plan against him you can't I, I think the difference with kyler is he can beat you with his arm as well i think mike vick early on his legs opened up the pass game um but i feel with kyler even if he doesn't have the outside run threat, I still feel like he can beat you with his arm. Um, and I mean, a lot of the comparisons to this next guy, you a lot of comparisons to him and Patrick Mahomes. Um, this this Buffalo Kansas City game, man, I I don't know what to do with it. Um, I this is a very very important game for both sides because I don't think either side has been as good as people would have liked them to be. Yes, you had the Bills who, okay, they beat the Texans. Oh, yes, they did what they were supposed to do. They beat a very bad team. Kansas City is yet to really prove that they can beat a good football team. I think that, Christian, does anyone circle? No one circles the bat wagon like the Buffalo Bills. Which is why I am taking Bill's Mafia rolls into the Red Kingdom and gets a dub. Bill's over the Chiefs. Kansas City playing at home. It's going to be hard to beat Patrick Mahomes at home. Um, I'm going Kansas City. I think that this is a big, bigger game for Kansas City than it is Buffalo. I would agree with that. I think Buffalo is a clear-cut favorite to win that division. I don't think right now you can sit here and tell me Kansas City is the clear-cut favorite in their division. No. <laughs> right now, it's the Chargers. Yep. So I think this is a huge game for Kansas City, not as big of a game for Buffalo. They can run away with their division. I don't think Kansas City will. I think they're going to have to scrap and find a way. But I think Kansas City will win this football game at home. Give me the Chiefs. 
I'm going to be taking the Bills on this one. 90-point differential. Plus 90, that's their point differential on the year right now. Plus Granted, 40 of that came in one game. This. Plus, oh yeah, 43 came in. in a, or they, what, their second, what was their, two weeks ago, they won like 40-something, 43-21, wasn't it, against the, yeah. the football team? Well, what Granted, I'm saying a is lot of their, 40 of lot, came last week. Yes. And you know what? Even if you took away those 40, I, I, I would be willing to bet they're still number one or two. Correct. That's, I, I would agree. Yeah, yeah, Arizona's the second at 55. So, I mean, yeah, you take away the 40 there in second. Still, dude, that, that offense is nearly unstoppable. They're so stinking good. And Josh Allen is just fun to watch. He's uh, the, the, Yeah, his arm strength is stupid. It's unbelievable. It doesn't even look like he's throwing hard either. <laughs> and that's – I think that that's one thing that, you know, why so many people have fallen in love with Josh Allen is because he does – like, he just has that ease that, you know, you see, like, Brady and Rodgers and these guys uh, throw with. They're seeing that same thing from He's so Josh. fun to watch. He so is. fun to watch. Bring us to our last uh, game, Monday night. Uh, Pate, I'm sorry, your Colts don't have a chance. Baltimore by double digits. Yeah, I haven't yet said my catchphrase on the pickums this this week. It, it, it's right here. I'm taking Baltimore by a billion. Colts are such a bad football team. Yes, they beat a Miami team that has no identity right now with Jacoby Brissett. I'm taking Baltimore. Give me the Colts. Oh, <laughs> yeah, baby. The, the, yeah, the baby. Is Orioles winning the division. <laughs> Indianapolis going into Baltimore on Monday night. Baton's taking the I love you. Like, do not ever change. Dude, the, you, if the the Ravens can only score 19 points against the Lions, are you kidding me? 19 points, and it takes a NFL record field goal to, to beat the, the Lions, man. Okay. Mm-hmm. That that's on the road. This is at home. I, I don't care bad. if it's on the dude, it's against the Lions. How much of a road game is that? Colts are bad. Colts I agree. Bad. I agree. I think Baltimore the Ravens are I think the Ravens are bad too. No, they're I think they're bad. Uh, all right, locks of the week, uh, picking against the spread. Um, I'm going with a homer pick this week. Uh, the first time that I've done um, that I actually feel pretty good about a Packer game, which me feeling good about a Packer game means that they're going to lay an egg and Joe Burrow's going to like make Aaron Rodgers look like the grandpa that he is. Um, but I think that the Packers, uh, as three-point favorites at Cincinnati, um, I think Packers win this one by at least a tutty. Uh, so give me my Green Bay as my lock. Uh, my lock is Baltimore over Indianapolis. I think that this game could easily be a 31-7 to game. I do not see any way that Carson Wentz will walk out of this game alive. He is just a walking accident. His offensive line is struggling. Baltimore's front is going to put pressure on him. Give me Baltimore as my lock of the week. My lock of the week is the Titans over the Jaguars. I like the the Jags. Like I was saying earlier, I, dude, I don't think there's any shot that they put up significant numbers against the Titans. There's no way you can. How, what is what are their practices like this week? Imagine how distracting it is. Like legit, like you wake up like Tuesday morning and like in your team group chat, someone sends you the video of your coach, like grinding on some 20 something at a bar after not flying home with you. Okay. Like, hold on. You want to know the funniest part of it though? So 
that the bar that it was at is a bar owned by Urban Meyer. It's like called yes. Urban Meyer's Pint House. There's a picture of Urban Meyer and his wife in that bar. I, <laughs> you know, I like what a joke. I, oh, I don't. Goodness, I, dude. He's he's got to go, and Matt Nagy's got to go, <laughs> and we need the midseason coaching carousel to kick off right now. Well, Peyton, buddy, uh, listen, it is always great. Uh, to hear your voice. It is always fantastic to uh, get your input on all things NFL. Um, We appreciate you hopping on. I know it's a little bit past your bedtime down there in the hills of Eastern Kentucky. I know you got to get up early and uh, milk the chickens and I have no early classes, no early classes down here at, uh, at Moorhead. So uh, don't you worry. I will, well, there you I will, go, buddy. will not be going to bed anytime soon. I do have one question for you. Did you see what Aaron Rodgers and Mike Tomlin, they're making googly eyes at each other? Yeah. It's, it's or did, do you make anything of that? Or do you think that's just a. Okay. So I, you know, Corman's a Packer fan or Corman's a Steelers fan. Right. And so I told him, I was like, Hey, you know, this could be a preview week of uh, Rodgers and, and the Steelers. And he goes, no Steeler fan wants Aaron Rodgers as our quarterback. Well, I'm sitting here after that last week. I don't think any Steelers fans want Ben Roethlisberger as their quarterback either. Yeah, I, I think yeah. Aaron. I, you know, that the thing is, I've been saying this whole time. Like, you know, my fantasy team name last names. Like, this is it. And if anyone thinks otherwise, I think they're, you know, they're they're doing a number on themselves. So I after this year, whatever. I mean, like, let's just clean break. You know, this is we're essentially going out after, you know, already expressing that, you know, we really our hearts not in this relationship. So whatever, we're, we're just really going out to have a date right now. Like, that's all. That's the only reason we're still together. So, I yeah, he, he's going to sign somewhere else. And yeah. hopefully it's Indianapolis. Get Carson Wentz. Ah, get him out. <laughs> Well, I mean, Aaron Rodgers has already played his whole career without an offensive line. So why not, uh, you know, just take him back to one? So, well, uh, you know, we're going to sign off this way for CPNJ. Yeah. Throw it back to, uh, to the OG days. Uh, we thank you all for listening and have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy the football.